Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Review. We've got lots of news to get to. Of course, we're in the middle of our work from home week four, and this is our ninth episode. So thank you for continuing to listen to us amidst social distancing and quarantining. We are very grateful for your continued listenership. Anyway, I'm Gideon Karyuki. I'm Alhamdulillah Sadra. And as always, we got a show for you. So let's start with our new segment, The Breakdown, and I'm going to be talking about the home angle of coronavirus. And when I say home angle, I'm specifically referring to Arizona. Um, all of us on the panel right now are Arizonans. We have two non-Arizonans on our panel regularly, Madison and John, and they're still gone, but we do miss them. And oh, I, before I get into my story, I should mention Ethan is um, under the weather tonight. So if you're, we're hoping Ethan feels yes. better this episode, so. Um, anyways, let's talk about coronavirus here in Arizona. Of course, this have skyrocketed in the past few weeks. We're now in the thousands of cases of coronavirus in the state of Arizona. And I'm not here to talk much about the health segment of it. I'm here to talk the policy and politics because it's, it's been in interesting. So, there's a, so of course, if, uh, if you've been paying attention over the past few weeks, Doug Busey has been Governor Doug Ducey has been very much criticized by a lot of quarters for his response to the coronavirus. A lot of local officials like Phoenix Diego, and even some federal officials in the state like Senator Kirsten Sinema have been criticizing Ducey for what they say is a slow-walked response to this. In fact, we were one of, one of the later states of the states that had thousands of coronavirus, confirmed coronavirus cases to implement a stay-at-home order, which was only the past week. And th that brought a lot of flack on him um, from, actually, I'm just going to read just from today, Kirsten Cinema made, just from Twitter, made two different tweets on criticizing Doug Ducey, if I can pull them up. Doing a new setup today. That's why it's taking a little longer. Okay. So she quote tweeted um, a, uh, a tweet from someone, a, what's someone who seems to be a journalist, saying, just got off the tweet with the governor's office who said that small businesses who don't know if they're covered by executive order need to hire an attorney to interpret the executive order for them, that governor's office will not be providing any clarification or help. She quote tweets that saying, hi, this is insane. That's all. Yeah. Um, so what she's referring to specifically there is the executive, the stay-at-home executive order that went into effect this past week, it, which if i pulling up the date, sorry once again for the delay, new setup. Um, <laughs> However, yeah, so the, the coronavirus order that went into effect this past week on Wednesday, the 1st of April, the stay-at-home order, 
was so yeah, cinema was calling for one weeks ago, um, repeatedly. Almost every day she would post a tweet, put a stay-at-home order, enact a stay-at-home, just continuously. He did that on April 1st. It went to effect April 1st. And then what she's specifically referring to here is that barbershops and nail salons and other personal hygiene businesses were actually excluded from that stay-at-home order that closed non-essential businesses. But that contradicts previous statements by Ducey and Co. Exactly. And that is the... (laughs) So his order actually did include those businesses. Ducey and all his associates said, no, that wasn't on there. He went on TV on Thursday, the 2nd of April, to say... No, um, during a town hall, a statewide town hall. And this afternoon, actually, Ducey put into effect an, an, an executive order that covers all those, which were not covered, contrary to claims made, which many journalists, in fact, that town hall was uh, Kerry Pena and Ted Simons, who, who went and got a got answers from Ducey and both the pressure from journalists asking questions on this where Ducey was providing everywhere from evasive to what was, what we now know and can objectively say is incorrect information. And, and also from other politicians like um, Mayor Gallego, who's, who's been also a huge advocate of stay at home orders. In fact, they, Last the last week, um, Gallego, along with a bunch of other mayors uh, like uh, Regina Romero from Tucson, uh, Carol Flagstaff, and a couple others from smaller cities in the state, um, put out a press, put out a statement saying, "Enact a stay-at-home a stay-at-home order, Doug Ducey," and he didn't last week, but he did this week, and so yeah, that's been a bit of a a bit of a response, but of course there's two sides to every story. There's people that don't want this. People, people like state representatives, Kelly Townsend and Mark Fincham. So Townsend actually got her um, her say in a Politico article that was published uh, on the 2nd, which is yesterday from when I'm recording this, saying that, quote, I could argue that the right to peacefully, peaceably assemble is a constitutionally protected activity and is therefore an essential activity under this order, end quote. Townsend, and actually it follows this, a sentence later saying, and I'm, gonna, I'm quoting from the article, quote, Townsend, who once called vaccines quote, communist, end quote, has toned down some of our rhetoric in recent weeks, end quote. So, <laughs> yeah, so Townsend does have a history of a being a bit transgressive when it comes to issues of public health. Um, as, by the way, for those, to make it very clear, vaccines are strongly recommended by every public health expert. Um, and so are stay-at-home orders at this point. Also, Mark Fincham, another 
conservative state representative said and said, and I quote from this article, quote, many of the businesses that have had to furlough employees won't be coming back, end quote. And explaining that they won't come back because they won't be able to recoup their losses and seeing restrictions as an assault on individual liberty. This entire article is just um, from Politico. It's talking about the tension that there is between people like exemplified by representatives Fincham and Townsend, who are like, enacting a stay-at-home order is an attack on individual liberty. On the other hand, it's we're encountering a public health crisis and people on the other side, not just in the sense of political parties, but like on the other side of this argument, like Gallego, um, Cinema, and even Ducey to, to some extent, are saying, the benefit of, you know, not having more people get the virus and potential healthcare overload outweighs all the risk to individual liberty and et cetera. So I just thought this was very interesting. Oh my God, actually, you know what? I was about to close, I was about to wrap this up, but I forgot one last quote here that I was not initially going to say, but I just remembered as I was closing it. So here it is. So Fincham actually responds in that article to um, calls from Gago and Romero and the other mayors saying, quote, there is a level of hysteria that has popped up in these municipal leaders. I also get the sense they are calling for martial law. We don't live in communist China, end quote. By the way, very quick fact check on that. They were not calling for martial law. No one, at least in Arizona, has been calling for martial law. Just want to make that very explicitly clear. Do not know where uh, Representative Fincham pulled that claim from, but I'd love to hear an explanation of that particular quote, which is not provided in that article. But it is what it is, I guess. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely a rift among how to respond to this and what I've been observing. So I'm from the West Valley, as I've mentioned on the show before. And, and I, when I've gone out to Surprise, where I am, out in town in Surprise with, to get like groceries and stuff and other essential stuff with my family, it has actually been extraordinarily busy. Over like the, at least as of last weekend. I don't know what it's like now. But I've actually been, you know, at home, <laughs> exception of the weekends when I go with my family to get groceries. But, but it's still horrendously packed and busy in a lot of places. And in fact, I remember a week ago going to a Home Depot and Let's just say social distancing was not a thing practiced there. The following weekend, which was this past, the weekend uh, preceding this week, um, my family had to go down to Home Depot again to pick up something. And there was actually a line out the store because Home Depot was enforcing social distancing. So, and a community like mine especially really needs to enforce that strictly I live in a community where a very significant percentage of the population is over the age of 50. 
like a so the one highest risk groups of and this is not to say that there is no risk if you are younger we've gone over this in previous episodes you can still get the coronavirus even if you're young it's not fun there's a lot of people who've been talking about it on social media but yeah so i guess i just want to open it up to the panel now um thoughts questions uh, I, I'm a kind of in a similar situation as you, Gideon. I live in um, Cascarande, and a large part of our population is over 50 and elderly. And from, I've, I haven't really left the house in like two, three weeks. Um, I haven't left the house in a long time. But from what my parents have been, uh, they're still working. And from what they've seen, there hasn't really been any type of seriousness taken within the city not only by city officials, but just by people in the town, um, which is like kind of wild to me considering the population that we do have. You know, a lot of over 50 people are elderly and you know, a lot of the snowbirds that we attract. So it's kind of been sad to see that my town hasn't really been taking this seriously. And I don't know, it's just, you know, I'm kind of mad at my town, but also mad at the state of Arizona because I feel like we haven't taken an urgent enough approach and I feel like people are kind of just you know doing whatever they want because like basically Doug Ducey hasn't really enforced uh, anything like super super crazy like for the most part the stay at home like from what I from like the stuff because I, 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 I literally my mom and I like read through it all like we watched the press conference and like right after like we like read through the whole document and so from what it seems like we have a pretty relaxed stay-at-home order where for the most part you can pretty much do anything you want here in the state of Arizona as long as you're six feet apart including golfing which is just like ludicrous to me they're like we're in like the middle of a global health crisis but as long as like you're six feet away from someone like you just go you can go golf like we don't care apparently like that's like golfing is like a priority to Arizonans apparently so I don't know, it's uh, personally been really frustrating. And um, yeah, like my mom, uh, yeah, like she works for, she works for the city and it's been frustrating because uh, the officials of the city won't close the doors to the public. And it's been really frustrating because it's like putting my mom and all her coworkers at risk. And the thing is like most of the stuff that people go into the city for they can send in online, like plans or inquiries about, you know, like most of the people that come in there either, um, you know, they need to submit plans or talk about like their new carport or businesses talking about stuff, but they can do all that stuff online. So to kind of see how like even our city hall is like still open to the public and anybody can go in if they want is just kind of crazy to me. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, I like don't really have anything positive to say about the matter, to be honest. So, yeah. sorry, Haley, I don't mean to over uh, talk over you, but I just want to say one thing. I do really have to commend the local government here in Surprise. They've been the city government's been very fast to to close. Like about two weeks ago, they closed the city hall to pub to the public. They were very proactive on this. They were closing City Hall, the Senior Center. This week, actually, they even went further and even closed playgrounds. And so, 
and the libraries were closed like two weeks ago by the county because it have its own library system and we use the county one but so yeah they've been very good on at the local level of t taking this very seriously and if and this probably needs a fact check but to my knowledge surprise was one of the first cities to actually go as far as closing playgrounds mm. we were one of the earlier one of the first ones to do it so yeah Haley. Yeah, so I live in Scottsdale. Scottsdale's been decent about it. It might be because, again, we also have a decent number of older people. It also might be because Scottsdale's a little bit of a wealthier place in Arizona. The people are generally a little more educated, a little more willing to look at news and take perspectives that people in other places in Arizona might not like. Um, all in all, things for me personally have been fine. I haven't been going out much. One, I'm naturally a homebody anyway. Like, to be honest, has this virus affected me? Of course, it's affected everyone. But if it was winter break, I'd probably be fairly similar to right now, except for the fact that maybe I'd go to the grocery store a little bit more or go to the park or something. But I have a backyard. I'm very fortunate to have that backyard. If I want to go out, I just can go out there. I'm six feet away from everyone except for, like, my brother and my dad unless they get the virus which I'm hoping they don't, obviously. Um, no one's over here, so, like, I'm good. As far as Scottsdale goes, it's been all right. People are pretty understanding of not overloading grocery stores and places like that. Trader Joe's has been very good about it. They are monitoring people in and out. Safeway and Fry's haven't been too overpopulated. But to be honest, a lot of people in Scottsdale, like, are not the greatest grocery shoppers and, like, weren't going anyway before it's this whole weird scottsdale problem that we don't really need to talk about right now or they are too wealthy and have like personal shoppers and i'm like okay we're in a pandemic right now this is not a problem that you need to be worrying about um as far as parks go they've put police tape around everything which like isn't stopping teenagers and people but they're trying People just aren't caring, or they are, and those people are staying at home. So the best thing that I can advise people to do is stay home. I know that they're all saying six feet away, which is true, because this is a disease spread through coughing and sneezing. But ultimately, if you want to be safe, wash your hands, stay home. Please don't overload on respiratory masks like the N95. The doctors and the people on the front line need those masks to stay safe, so let them have it. The best and that goes for everyone, whether you're in Arizona, New York, California, Italy, Spain, Nebraska. I'm just naming random places right now. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't say it better. Um, don't hoard masks. Don't be silly. Observe social distancing and do stay home as much as humanly possible. That is the whole idea as we've once again, we've explained this in previous episodes, is to flatten the curve. You don't want to overload the system, the healthcare system. Is that, and I, once again, said this before, this is not going to be fun. This is, I, this, I'm not going to mince my words. This is not going to be fun. However, we have to do this. There is no other option. There is no choice. It is this, 
or untold misery that I wouldn't even want to want to want to start to get onto on air. There's people that have written stuff about it. So go and search for it if you're really wondering. But yes, please, 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 oh please stay home. Take this seriously. Yeah. It's like um people, yeah, it's like um uh yeah, just take it seriously because the longer that people continue to go outside and congregate and just be reckless, the longer we have to continue to stay at home. It's just like, for me, it's like, I like staying at home, which is fine. Um, but you know, obviously this has caused like massive unemployment. So the longer that people continue to not, you know, stay inside and do their part, the longer people suffer. And unfortunately our healthcare workers keep having to make these excruciating decisions about you know who gets what equipment and whatnot so yeah please stay inside because this is not a joke and yeah i mean i don't know i'm kind of offering mostly off emotion here but yeah yeah uh couldn't drill that point drill that point any further um so if anyone have anything else to contribute before we um before I pass the baton off to Alejandro. Okay then, uh, thank you all. Something. If you're gonna order food, which is, you, you can, like, but be careful about it. Please support your local businesses. Don't be ordering from these huge chain companies. Like, yes, I understand if you want their food, I understand if that's what you're craving. But right now, it's really important to support your local companies because they're losing a lot of profit having to still pay rent for these locations and not getting the customers they typically are used to getting. So please, if you can, support local businesses rather than these big corporate companies. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, another great PSA. Support small business. Do that anyway, though. Like, even if we weren't in the pandemic, it's a good thing to do. Yeah, they they employ um, a very large percentage of the American workforce. So they're the ones that power our economy. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, let's move on to music and culture with Alejandro. All right. So, you know, I usually cover music, uh, but I don't know. This week, um, I kind of just, I didn't really wasn't in the mood to review an album or talk about music, to be honest. Um, so I kind of just wanted to do more of the culture side and kind of just do uh, talk about my experience through this period of self-isolation and staying home. So for this, at this point, I've kind of been home for about three weeks and four, if you count spring break. Um, obviously at that time, I wasn't like isolating on purpose, um, kind of just home for spring break, but four weeks total. Um, so, you know, I, I've pretty much been enjoying my time at home. Like, I do very much cherish my personal space and very happy, you know, to have my room and, like, cook meals, which I now acknowledge, like, I'm very privileged to have. Um, and, you know, also this week I've um, been doing homework um, in my backyard a lot more. Uh, I just find it's better for my productivity and, you know, like, being in, like, the office space in of my house, like, I can just, like, kind of, like, feel trapped, but, like, being outside is kind of just, like, a nice... Um, change of scenery which is like where I am at right now actually um, so I think while I've definitely gone to more of a flow this past week 
the experience definitely has not been perfect. Um, on Tuesday, I was 10 minutes late to my JMC201 class. And on Thursday, I totally forgot to go to class. So I just wasn't there. Um, and I also found myself kind of missing a couple assignments for other classes. And I don't know, it was just really weird. Like, um, like I like, only, I never miss class. And like, when I do miss class, it's usually because I'm sick. So like, I remember just like doing my work and like, what not, or actually, I don't know. I don't remember what I was doing, but I remember just like looking up at the uh, clock on my computer and it was like um, five something. And at that point it was like too late to attend class and class started at four. And I was like, oh my gosh, like how did I like miss class? Like, I don't, like I knew I had a class. I just didn't remember to go. Like I had a 1.30 class. And I went to that and I knew I had a four o'clock. I just, just like, I don't know, like, just like was lost on me. So it kind of just left me to like a question. I was like, I was kind of feeling guilty because I was like, well, classes are online and like assignments are online. Like, shouldn't I like not have a problem getting them in? Um, which like part of me is like, well, yeah, you should get them in. But like, I think the situation is like a lot more nuanced than that. Um, so like for me, it's like when I'm doing schoolwork, a lot of like my anxiety kind of pours into the assignments and it can get in the way of like me doing the work in like either like a timely manner or efficient manner. And I don't know, it's so weird. Um, I have I think I kind of took like the university setting for granted because um, I just got so used to being in a routine back at Taylor Place and um, I guess basically just like the downtown Phoenix area. Like I kind of just had gone to accustomed to the fact that I like could just like whenever I wanted like I woke up at this time I like went to the gym I ate breakfast this time like and then at that point I would like go to like a coffee shop or like some place like downtown to like study or just do homework um and that was just kind of like my routine and like I really like enjoyed that but like now that I'm like kind of now I won't say stripped because it wasn't like I'm like can't go back ever again um but for the time being obviously that's not an option so now that I'm back at home uh, and kind of like devoid of that structure, you know, a lot more distractions. I don't know. I've just been kind of feeling really weird about like productivity and like, like what productivity is because like there's 24 hours in a day. And I feel like sometimes if like I'm not constantly like doing homework or doing something, like I feel like I'm not like contributing or like I'm failing at like my tasks. But it's like, I kind of have to remind myself like during this time, like, it's like not realistic to like always be working all the time and stuff, but it's like hard because like, but I'm like, I don't know, like um, being devoid of structure has kind of made me rethink my notions of productivity and like uh, kind of, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's, I feel like it's maybe harder on myself, but also like at times easier on myself. Cause I know that like, I can't just like for nine hours a day be on a computer. Like I just can't do it. Like, I, sometimes I will, but, like, other times I just, like, like, I can't, like, I'm not going to, like, be on my computer for nine hours, like, in Google Docs. Like, I can't, like, otherwise I will go crazy. Um, and so, I don't know. It's, I feel like my, I haven't really, my motivation's kind of, like, been lacking at points, too. Um, I've been getting better at it, but I don't know. It's just been really weird. Like, I kind of wish, uh, like, I obviously didn't wish I I wish I had, like was a devoid of like academic obligations um that's not an option which is fine because like we only have like a month left of full school but I don't know this 
period has definitely been really weird and like um kind of an exercise and like self-discipline and stuff like that i don't know what are your guys' thoughts okay guess i'll jump in did you, did you want to get in we were both yeah. but we were talk first okay cool so in my junior year of high school, I was a nut job who decided that taking all AP classes sounded like a brilliant idea. Um, and I would say that year I learned a lot about self-discipline and not being able to do everything you want to do. And that sometimes that's okay. Sometimes certain things are going to lead to a sacrifice for other things and sometimes you're just going to have to accept that you can't give 100% to everything you want to give 100% to. I think right now that's been something that's important to me but I think since then that's been something that's important to me and as far as me with schoolwork and stuff goes I don't think I've lost motivation because the end goal is still the same. Getting my degree is still the goal I would have whether I'm at home or in school. I think in some ways it's been easier here because, okay, we had a very short walk to Cronkite. I'm not going to say that like, oh, my walk to Cronkite was super far. It wasn't. For anyone who doesn't know, we lived in a building literally across the street from where we went to school, which it was great. But, you know, I literally can roll out of bed and go to class now, which is cool. But, like, I did that at Cronkite, too, to an extent. Um, so parts of living at home and being in school is kind of weird parts of it. I'm like, oh, this is kind of like high school, but I'm not actually going to high school. And then as far as like doing my work, Gideon's seen my planner. I am a nut job when it comes to keeping a planner. My planner has markings all over it. It's crazy. My calendar is the same way. I will show these guys right now. Hold on, I'm pulling something up on my phone so they can see. I have alarm set all throughout the day and none of them are on by the way they're just alarms i happen to have with times like 12 57 p.m who has an alarm for 12 57 p.m <laughs> me apparently i do you want to know why i had an interview at 1 p.m today and i wanted to make sure i didn't miss it i will admit have i missed a class wait Haley, you kind of cut out there for like a minute okay was I talking? I don't know where I was for when I cut out. Uh, no, you you talked about your um, twelve fifty seven p.m. alarm. Then you started yeah. moving sounds, and then it just okay. Twelve fifty seven p.m. alarm. Oh, I was saying I had an interview at one p.m. today for one of my JMC three hundred six classes. I didn't want to miss that interview, obviously. So I set an alarm. Is that kind of crazy? Do you think I'd remember that I have a one o'clock interview? Probably yes, but have I missed a single class deadline or anything like that with setting my alarms? No, but should I have to do those things? Also, probably not. I don't think the average person does. So I feel like it's finding what best works for you and how you get in your routine. Or you might be someone who doesn't thrive off of routines and that's okay too. So it's finding whatever works best for you and willing to be flexible and understanding that you can't give 100% to everything if you want to have a social life, which isn't really happening right now. Get your proper eight hours of sleep and all these things that we're supposed to do. Yeah.
Couldn't say it better, Haley. Um, it's it's all about picking and choosing. There's times, actually, I think the wisdom of of my time on the Surprise Youth Council in high school is coming back, is really relevant right now. So one, one of our advisors would, back on Youth Council would always tell us about, about involvement on Youth Council, saying that there's times when you step in and times when you step out. So stepping in as in taking an increased leadership role, like you're basically pouring everything you got into it. But there's moments where you just can't for one reason or the other. So you have to step back. You have to be more, more on the background, be of assistance, but more in a background, low-level way, low-commitment way. But sort of referring to that's how you participate in SYC. There's moments where you're going to step in and moments where you're going to step out. And I think that's relevant to life. There's moments where you're going to have to step in in a class really hard because it's like, I got this huge test that's going to make or break my and then there's moments where there's another class that has that problem. And that class is basically just some minor assignments. You step back from that and step into the other. So I think it's a very, the wisdom I got from being involved with my town youth council in high school <laughs> is very relevant to everything. Like, and as for myself personally, um, yeah, like everyone else here, I had a routine back at Taylor Place when I was on campus, living the campus life. And now I've had to create a whole new one. And yeah, it's been a little tough at times. There's been moments where I'm like, oh crap, I actually have a class <laughs> in, like, in like 20 minutes. I haven't missed one yet, thank goodness. Like, there's one time I came really close, but that was only because my computer was acting up. It was not my fault. Uh, <laughs> but. So yeah, it's like figuring out like, okay, I need to make sure my technology's working before class. Like after nearly missing class because of tech, missing the start of class because of technology, I was like, okay, I need to make sure that 10 minutes before class, I need to make sure my computer's like working because sometimes it's slow. Um, or like this week when I just had an influx of assignments, like it was like, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize I had this much work um, because I, I dropped the ball. It happens. It all, there's moments where it happens to every single one of us. We just take our eye off, off the ball and all of a sudden, like everything just hits you. And that was this week for me. It's like I took, for, I got distracted and all of a sudden, poof, I had tons of things due this week. And I was like, oh my. Uh, <laughs> got, I got done what, I got everything done in the end, but still, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. And so I guess my problem in the whole adjustment period hasn't necessarily, has mostly been one of focus than motivation. In the earlier part of this, like in the like immediate aftermath over after spring break, which we talked about for the last two episodes of this show, like a lot of it was motivation initially, because it's like, oh my, nothing makes sense. I'm confused and just absolutely out of it and overwhelmed. Now I'm not feeling that, but now I'm feeling like I need to focus and everything's a distraction because now I'm home. I'm actually recording this from my bedroom, but, but it's like shiny things everywhere. It's like, ah, I can distract myself with this thing or that thing. And it's like, no, I shouldn't. There's stuff to be done. I'm still in school. And 
I am taking a pretty heavy credit load. I'm taking 18 credit hours, which is right about the, which I joke with a lot of people calling it the maximum you can take and not lose your sanity. <laughs> I'm also on 18 credit hours and two internships. And let me just say, it's been a lot especially having to actually try to work in this circumstance. It's been very strange once for Phoenix Rising, which has been very weird because as you all know, sports isn't happening. So creating content for a team that's not playing has been very weird. And second off, I work for the Times Media Company, which runs a lot of newspapers and magazines out here in Phoenix. Um, and it's weird for all of them, too. So I, I think we need to remember that as much as it's a struggle for us, everyone's going through what we're going through. So our professors understand. They, you know, they're in the same boat we are. And a lot of them are working professionals. A lot of them have probably just had some weird thing go on with their job and are now equally as confused as we are. So as much as it sucks for us, it's probably not looking great for them either. And sometimes it's about the bigger picture and not just, oh, this sucks for me. Because I know, like, one of my professors was saying that we couldn't have class because he had to literally go take care of his child. And it was like, yeah, that's just real life, and that happens sometimes. So it, it's, it's kind of weird, but, I, you know, school's not the end-all and be-all, as weird as that sounds. Oh, yeah, 100% agree. Like, this is... This is a confusing time for everyone. No, for the first time, I can confidently 100% say no one has the answers. We, we don't know how long this will last. We don't know what's next. We, we're simply in, the, in what I just called the void. We are in the void of no knowledge. And that void of no knowledge goes all the way from the highest echelons of power straight down to us people at the bottom. Like, everyone knows nothing. This is pretty unprecedented. Like, there's very few times where I could confidently say not a single soul knows anything about what's happening. We just know, right now we're focusing on today and five minutes from now, basically. Because that's all we know. And sometimes that's okay to, to distract yourself. And like I was going to say, for me, schools provided a distraction, actually, from everything that's going on. In some ways, I'm very lucky to feel that way about school because there's a lot of people who are like, I hate school, oh, school, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, guys, school's great because I can focus on school for two, three, four hours, however long the classes are in the homework, and not have to think about corona and everything else going on. So... You know, just find ways to pull yourself out of what's happening if you need to. Another one for me has been reading. Reading's been great. A lot of people are turning to TV and video games right now. So it's doing whatever you can to de-stress, whether that be literally any outlet except for, like, self-harm. Don't do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you mentioned, like, TV and stuff. Like, I've been watching a little more of it than probably I should. Um... But yeah, no, like my, one of my favorite shows came to Netflix the other day, Community, a show I very highly recommend to anyone listening. Um, and I've been watching a bit of that lately. Um, and yeah, no, it's, uh, I think it's important that we all have 
something we're doing. My mom's getting into gardening. She still has her job and all, but she's getting into gardening again. And yeah, no, but I think it's important that we all have something. We all find a hobby. <laughs> yep. Anything more to add, Alejandro? Uh, no, other than thanks for the advice. Glad to provide it. Most of my advice stinks, but <laughs> but for once, it's not. Uh, okay. Um, of course, thank you so much, Alejandro. And before we leave, of course, Haley always wraps up the show. So Haley, talk to us about what you're talking about this week. So sports, right? Yeah. Let me talk. <laughs> it's definitely happening right now, and it's definitely the most interesting thing that you can totally use to distract yourself. No, I'm just. But sports are actually happening. Most scoring teams have turned to esports as their motive of playing sports in the leagues as well as the USL. Uh, like teams like Phoenix Rising are literally playing FIFA and Rocket League to simulate their games. Phoenix Rising is continuing to win in Rocket League. Good news to report for our Phoenix teams. Um, the Suns and a lot of other basketball teams are playing 2K against each other. And a lot of sports journalists and sports fans like myself are turning to watch a lot of old games and highlights and stuff like that to get their sports fill. Um, and a lot of sports journalists are trying to come up with silly creative content to share with others. And for me, it's been an interesting learning experience in how to create new content and how to use Zoom and FaceTime and Skype to tell people stories. So I guess I know you guys aren't sports journalists, but for you guys, how's telling stories been in the quarantine? Uh, sorry, can you uh, say your question again? So, have you guys had to tell stories or had school assignments where you've had to either interview people or do something that typically may have been easier in person that's now had to be done over Skype or Zoom or any of those types of things? Yeah, so this happened with my enterprise story for 201. Because uh, I'm doing like a story on like uh, petitioners and whatnot and like initially like my plan was to like go out into the streets of phoenix and like talk to actual like petitioners like on the spot and like just kind of like you know like get that real life experience um but i had now that all this is happening i had to turn to online and uh like email people and like try to text people and get contacts and overall it wasn't that bad because they ended up um getting some more interviews but obviously i'd like missed out on like the personal um, aspect of interviewing because uh, most of a lot of the most all they were all phone calls so I didn't see them so obviously like there wasn't that uh, any physical interaction which you know could have maybe added to the story by seeing like their body language and you know just like there's just like another element you can add to the story when you're interviewing someone in person um, but overall it wasn't that bad um, definitely felt a little awkward like calling the people um, for a request for interview because I was like, oh crap, like them talking to me for my 201 story is probably like the least of their uh, like priorities, but they are, luckily they were all like very nice and stuff. 
uh, and almost seems like they may have had maybe even more of a sense of urgency to talk about the issues because, you know, like now that they're at home, they can only get stuff through social media and whatnot. So I feel like they were even more eager to like tell me more because like they had all this time to talk. So it's like they told me everything, which was great because um, I had like plenty of quotes for interviews. And even one of the women I interviewed uh, who was ahead of one of the constitutional amendments, uh, she told me on the phone, she was like, you know, like I'm like usually known for going on tangents and, you know, like going on and on, but you know, I'll try to be concise for this interview. Uh, spoiler alert, she was not concise, but it didn't <laughs> matter because I used all I could like, I get that. I was like, who am I to be like, can you like uh, not say as much? Cause it's like, like that's more material for my interview. And like, I have time. So like, why not let her speak for as long as she wants? Um, so as I think it actually um, might've turned out for good as well, because I was able to get more material and maybe a thousand person, they wouldn't, uh, have as had much time to talk. So that's how it's affected me. Hi, sorry. Um, Haley, are you are there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I was like, I thought you were talking for a second. Um, as for my um, end, um, I've had to, so far, so far I've done an interview through Zoom for a, for an audio assignment for my JMC 305 class, a multimedia journalism class. And that went pretty well, actually. Um, I've become a Zoom expert at this point. Um, for those of you who haven't been listening to the episodes produced in the work from home period, I've been the one putting them together. <laughs> I'm the one who hosts the Zoom meeting. So I've had to learn Zoom <laughs> just in order to do this show alone. So I've used it for my JMC 305 class and I probably will have to use it to do my enterprise story in my news writing class too. So yeah, it's, it's worked pretty well for me. Um, of course, the, the only annoying thing I've noticed, and this hasn't been with interviews yet, but in class itself, um, my internet's a bit finicky at times. So sometimes it'll drop for like, um, that's been a problem even before coronavirus. Um, I'm not gonna name my ISP, but guess. Um, <laughs> so, Go ahead, finish up. So yeah, it's it's been an experience. I think it's a, valuable tool to have because yeah you can always do interviews in person it's and learning how to use all this technology like zoom um even a good old phone call if you got it yeah and uh Haley, i just wanted to add it on to when you were talking about about how you know like espn in certain places were broadcasting old games and people are watching old games like um lately i've been like getting more into sports because like well, I'm not a sports journalist, like I do have like a desire to do some sports reporting. So like I've been trying to like learn more about like certain histories. Um, I've been watching a lot of SB Nation videos. They do a lot of great videos um, just about sports. Like they have like a series called Rewinder where they like go back in time and explain stuff. 
or they just have like some goofy like shows about certain stuff in sports. So I've been watching a lot of that and um, also went back and watched some NCAA tournament games, um, the finals for women's in past years. So I went back and watched the Mississippi State, uh, U, uh, not UConn, Mississippi State, South Carolina game. I went back and watched the Baylor and Notre Dame game and that was really fun because like even though it wasn't live, like I kind of like got to relive it and in some cases watch it for the first time. Like even though I knew the result, it was still fun. And um, yeah, it's been uh, really interesting because obviously there's no live sports. And one thing I've been keeping track of more is women's basketball and their WNBA just announced today they're postponing the season or basically, you know, wait until see what happens uh, to continue play, but they're not going to continue as they were because the season would have opened on May 15th, but that's no longer viable. And so far, so far, the only live sports, live sports event in the foreseeable future is the WNBA draft on April 17th, which will be held virtually yeah, on ESPN. Well, they've all been moving their drafts. The WWE has continued going with no fans. I, I totally forgot about that. Sports. Oh, gee. Don't consider it sports, but hey, it's sports. I did air quotes for those of you who can't see um people to watch and participate in if they want um something one of my professors told me earlier today was that for us journalists right now is a very important time in learning to hone our craft as far as like using adobe software goes crown young ambassador of adobe products which for those of you who don't know what i'm talking about it's software that we can use to edit and create things and basically tell our stories without audio bumps and pictures and fixing lighting and all sorts of things. So I think he's right that right now is a good time to learn how to do what we need to do to become better journalists because if we can't tell these stories, at least we can come out of this learning how to tell the story as well. Yeah, I've definitely been um, messing around a little more with some of the Adobe products and I don't know that's been kind of fun and I definitely want to make more time to you know kind of just finick around because I don't know all of them so it'll be fun um, you know before school ends to tr you know just like mess up truly just like mess around in these um, software and just like see what works and what's not because it's like I have it's like why not see what works and what's not because I have the time I guess uh yeah now's the time to learn something new and i mean why not <laughs> yeah the question i often ask myself before doing making the best and worst decisions of my life <laughs> so yeah Haley, got anything more to say on sports Wait. Sorry, Haley. Uh, you didn't come in there for a second. I said I recommend watching the drafts. They should be interesting, mm -hmm. although drafts are kind of boring, not going to lie. If that's not really your thing, uh, old games, esports, and uh, the WWE, I guess. Oh, <laughs> the Olympics is back on for 2021. So get hyped for that. Mm. <laughs> Woo. Let's 
Also, let me say, I think drafts are fun, but the NFL draft is not fun because it's six rounds and it's the longest thing you ever watch. <laughs> as yeah, as someone who used to watch the NFL drafts from round one, pick one, to Mr. I forget what the last pick is called. I think it's Mr. Irrelevant. Um, like yeah, I used to be that guy who used to like watch them like all the way through. But I've learned my lesson. So if you're an NFL fan, like don't watch all six rounds. It's just not worth it. <laughs> Unless you're gonna like scope out the next Tom Brady who's drafted late and then it's a superstar. Yeah. Be real how many people are gonna predict that. True. Hey, there's a lot of money to be made on predicting stuff like that. That's true. Taylor, are you saying it? Haley. Hello. You seem to be back. I think. Yeah. Okay, we're good. It's okay if you continue with whatever you're saying. Oh, no, I was done saying what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> So, sports. <laughs> it's real interesting right now with uh, nothing really going on, but it's okay. Sports need to take a break at some point, to be honest. They've been going on forever. Let someone else shine for a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, I just, as somebody who's not a sports journalist and not the hugest sports guy, um, probably the only person on the panel who's regular person on the panel who's that way. Um, it's, it's been interesting as somebody who does follow a lot of sports journalists from school, seeing a lot of the, <laughs> let's just say, not even sports journal, but journal, like, lot of Twitter, it's, if you, if you need to fill your time, go stop some sports journalists. Please do. It's, it's, it's so much fun. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith burner account is having the time of their lives. Oh my goodness. Wait, didn't that burner account, didn't he interact with Stephen A. Smith himself begging Stephen A. Smith to follow him? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Uh, people... It's so beautiful how people use their spare time to do such wonderful things, such hilarious things. <laughs> if I were half as funny. <laughs> hey, last thing I'll say, but very wise in my opinion. If you have time, hone your meme making skills because you could really become like a pro meme maker, like if you really tried. Yes, folks. Now's the time. Great facts. Yes, unleash the. We are calling the review you, and we are recruiting you into the meme army. So. <laughs> I'm occasionally a meme lord, but I can't share half of them, unfortunately, for reasons. Um, and you. Anyway.
<laughs> my own things anyone got any other notes to say before we uh say before we stay safe stay healthy yes please do second that yep um also if you're an asu student listening to this um, with the huge disclaimer that I am on a student government campaign, I'm the campaign manager of a student government camp, huge disclaimer there, but the general point is on April 14th and 15th, we're having our student government elections, all campuses for each of the undergraduate student governments and the graduate and professional student association. So if you are an ASU student, it's asu.edu forward slash vote now on those days, you just sign in with your ASU right. So yeah, that's a civic engagement reminder, vote for your student government. A lot of those races are actually competitive. So vote, it matters, like who's in student government. They, get, they have a huge platform to tell administration stuff. Oh, Sorry to seniors around the world. Whether you're high schoolers, prom, or colleges, graduations, we feel bad for you people. Yeah. And understand that. We hope that one day you will get the graduation prom or whatever it is that you wanted. We, here at the review, we care about you. Yes, we care about all our seniors. And someone who's the older brother to a senior in high school, um, like, I was supposed to come. It's supposed to be a big thing, actually. We had one of my uncles got a got an American visa from Kenya. Like he was coming all the way over for my sister's high school graduation. Big thing, and unfortunately, that's not happening anymore. Um, yeah. Reasons. And yeah, it's it's really sad. So um, to all the seniors from high school or college, we we feel you. Sorry, and. Uh, when this is over, we will throw you all, like, I hope in your respective families and communities, we will all collectively throw you all the biggest celebration ever because you all deserve it. Yeah. And also, like, now that, like, you don't, like, have graduation, listen to the review because, yeah. Yes, please. And uh, tell all your friends, too. At the review, please, I finally get our Twitter right. Yes, yes, you did. You did. <laughs> so yes, we're at the Review Blaze on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us there. Um, we'll probably have some great content. I have some crazy stuff I've been thinking about in the back of my head. Maybe I'll execute on them for once. <laughs> but um, anyways, thank you for listening to this episode as always. Um, like and review and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And have a good night, everyone. So I've been Gideon Karaoke. I'm Alejandro de la Sodra. And I'm Kelly Smilo. And good, yeah, not just good night, but good whatever time you're listening to this. Stay safe. Stay safe and stay home. The music you hear is by www.purple-planet.com. <laughs>